And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the rail link to the northern Manitoba port of Churchill has been restored. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers. Wind northwest 30, the high plus 7, the low minus 4. Wind chill near minus 8 today. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of light snow late tomorrow afternoon. Wind southeast 20, the high plus 3, 70% chance of evening rain or flurries tomorrow, the low minus 4. Saturday, periods of snow, the high minus 1, the low minus 5. Sunday, periods of rain with a high of plus 3, the low 0. Monday, increasing cloudiness, the high plus 2. Chance of evening flurries, the low minus 8. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 10. Wednesday, sunny, the high minus 4. Normal high is 4 degrees, the normal low minus 8. The sun rose at 749 this morning. It sets at 535 tonight. And around the province this hour, Estevan is 6. Saskatoon and Swift Current both plus 2. Weyburn and Yorkton both plus four. In Regina, partly cloudy and four, that's 39 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 27, gusting to 37. Humidity is 70%, thermometer rising 101.1. Light rain in Moose Jaw plus three. Winds are from the west-northwest at 21. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and four, that's 39 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose McDougall Auctioneers for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougallauction.com. A train rolled into the northern Manitoba port of Churchill last night, the first time in more than a year. Severe flooding in the spring of 2017 damaged the tracks and severed the northern Manitoba community's land link. There were 29 washouts on the track. Freight and passenger service is expected to resume later this month, with heavier loads beginning next spring. Churchill is celebrating the event today with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in attendance. The port of Churchill and the rail was sold in late August to the Arctic Gateway Group Limited, which includes Northern Manitoba First Nations, Fairfax Financial Holdings of Toronto, and AGT, which is based in Regina. Murad El-Khatib is the president and CEO of AGT Foods and Ingredients. He believes Churchill has a bright future. The generational project that we have here today, if we look at it, the Northwest Passage offers 7,000 kilometer shortcut from New Jersey to Shanghai. Churchill is the only commercial deep water port in northern Canada. Climate change has extended the shipping season and we've seen two-way trade. Vessels coming from Russia with Estonian uh, fertilizer leaving with uh, Canadian grain for an Italian pasta manufacturer. We've seen that in the past. We're going to see it again in the future. So when we look at the future, we believe that the Arctic Gateway will develop Icebreakers will break the ice. Foreign vessels in the Northwest Passage will cement Canada's claim to sovereignty. And the work and the completion of the Hudson Bay Railway and the first trains coming in will be the first of many. With this project, the investment and a partnership between Fairfax, AGT and First Nations and communities, we're pleased to get things back on track and we will be good partners. We invest in the long term. We've created a foundation to develop the Gateway and it's our goal and responsibility we take very seriously. 
The federal government is providing $74 million to help with the rail line sale and repairs. Another $43 million will subsidize operations of the rail line and port for the next 10 years. Most of the grain shipped through Churchill is from northeast Saskatchewan. The federal government has extended the designated drought area for livestock tax deferral in Saskatchewan. This fall, the Federal Agriculture Ministry said livestock producers in 150 RMs, mostly in southern Saskatchewan, would be eligible to defer income tax on livestock sales this year to rebuild herds next year. It was, of course, caused by drought. The area was mainly south of Saskatoon, but did not cover the eastern and western edges of the province. The extended area covers another 58 rural municipalities, mostly in the western and eastern areas, as well as further north to Prince Albert. The Saskatchewan government has announced slight adjustments to the election dates for 2020 provincial, municipal and school boards. Under existing laws, the 2020 provincial election would have been held five days after municipal elections. Those laws are being amended, so the provincial election will be on October 26, 2020, and the municipal and school board elections will be two weeks later, on November 9, 2020. Future provincial elections will be held on the last Monday in October, with future municipal elections to occur on the second Wednesday in November, unless it is Remembrance Day. SARM President Ray Orb says he's generally satisfied with the municipal election date being moved to November 9, 2020. He says SARM members did not want to postpone municipal elections by one year. Orb says a date change was not a preferred option, but the latest plan will allow time for farmers to complete harvest and not interfere with SARM's midterm convention in 2020. October weather in Regina goes into the record books as a flip-flop type of month. Environment Canada says the first two weeks were the coldest in 94 years. The last two weeks of October were the warmest ever. The weather office is predicting a warmer-than-usual winter because of the El Nino effect. However, moisture is expected to be above normal for southern Saskatchewan this winter. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. A new report says Saskatchewan farmers are weathering increased market volatility. Farm Credit Canada Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says trade uncertainty is causing market fluctuations, but there are some advantages. He says there's a shift in offshore purchases and Canada can take advantage of expanding sales. Well, we always like to look at, on an annual basis, look, basis, look at performance of our Canadian exports of commodities and food. And overall, I think we're still very, we're doing still very well. I mean, we have data up to 2017. So thinking about 2018, we think, well, this is a year that's been defined by volatility in the marketplace. Not all commodities, but most commodities to some degree have experienced quite a bit of volatility from a pricing standpoint. Uh, we've had trade tensions that I think are behind mostly the reason why we've seen so much volatility. But we've seen also rising rising supply of ag commodities that have sort of compounded the effect of those trade tensions, especially when you think of China and the U.S., for example. So bottom line is, is are we likely to see that volatility have an impact on our performance in export markets? If you look at the value of what we export, we say, yeah, short term, we think that, yeah, we're, we're going to see something that, you know, maybe that's going to hold back our performance in 2018 when you look at total value of our exports. Uh, you know, volatility can, businesses in general don't like volatility. So you think of exporting businesses, they don't really like to, it really makes it hard for them to plan when it's uncertain times and, and there's lots of volatility in the marketplace. And so sometimes they may cut back exports thinking about, well, let's just wait and see what, what happens in the future in the next few months if the markets actually rebound or 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 if we actually can 
put volatility behind us. Uh, buyers find somewhat of the same thing. You know, like to maybe think that maybe there's going to be a better opportunity over the next couple of months. Um, but it also, you know, and sometimes it does present opportunities. And for example, if you think of soybeans and canola in the oil seed market, we find that volatility actually leads to reallocation of sales, and that we can benefit to some extent because of the volatility that we've seen in the marketplace. So, you know, volatility cuts both ways. You know, sometimes it does incur, we do, do incur costs because of higher volatility, but in other uh, instances, then sometimes it can actually provide opportunities for us to boost exports. And, and really, I think, you know, we have to think about the long term as well, because if we do have the China-U.S. situation going into next year without being resolved, then I do believe that this is going to have more of a lasting impact in the marketplace, uh, having an impact on planting decisions for 2019 and so on. So this is something that we need to start thinking about for next year already. What are some of those benefits that you're pointing to? Well, I mean, you see buyers that are actually trying to move away from commodities that exhibit quite a bit of volatility, especially on the U.S. side. So if you think soybeans, we're seeing our soybean exports, you know, in, in June and July that are almost 400% larger than what they've been in the past. So you're clearly seeing China trying to move away and lower their dependence on U.S. supplies. And that creates opportunities for Canadian soybeans. But at the same time, uh, and canola as well. But at the same time, we've seen the U.S. sort of trying to steal away some of the market shares that we had in, in other markets away from China. So those three tensions, what it does is it creates a sort of a reallocation of sales across markets. That happens at a cost that, uh, unfortunately, I think producers are going to have to bear in the short term. Now, for canola, peas, I think we're seeing a little bit of upside because the price has not been affected as much as uh, soybeans, for example. But long term, I do believe that there are some opportunities as we're seeing China trying to lower their reliance on, on the U.S. supplies. And I think it's a good thing for us. Tell me a little bit also about the demand. Uh, I think your report outlines that there remains strong demand for Canadian food products. Absolutely. And then we just have that the CPTPP will uh, be implemented December 30th. So this, this gives us an edge in a lot of the Asian markets for which we see food demand growing. And that continues to be the case. You know, in a, in a world where we have rising supplies, you know, we're going to get uh, likely a record crop, you know, if not record, a very, very strong crop out of the United States. Uh, we got more, perhaps more acres coming in next year in, in, in Brazil and in South America. So in a world where we have rising supply, it is absolutely critical that we see a strong demand. And I do believe that for the most part, demand remains absolutely strong. We do have trade agreements that are going to help us establish a competitive presence in some of the markets that are growing the most. And not only that, I do, it does give us an edge because our largest and strongest competitor, which is the U.S., does not have the same market access in these markets. So I think for us, it's a good thing. And that sort of brings keeps me really positive for, for 2019 and beyond. J.P. Gervais is FCC's Chief Agricultural Economist. Good Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call one 800 284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton, and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Durham gained 719 at 221.13. Canola rose 510 at 451.42. Oats increased $1.80 at 176.61. Number one red spring wheat fell 66 cents at 246.20. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley, 189.63. Flax, 487.52. Yellow peas, 242.04. And feed wheat, 187.80.
on the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning. December wheat is up four cents at five seventy-three and a quarter cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Wilson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the market report for October 31st. Weyburn had a regular sale this week as your cow and bull market is a little softer, which is normal for this time of the year, as your D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.70 cents to 82 D3 cows sold from $0.60 cents to 70 and your slaughter bulls from $0.87 cents to $0.97 cents a pound. For any more market information, give me Brady Olson a call at the Cinnaboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,000 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 140 to 153 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling a range of 140 to 153 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady and forward contract prices open mixed this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 5 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3142. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.32 cents U.S. U.S. negotiated cash markets were lower in yesterday's trade, as hog supply is approaching peak levels and packers are already operating their daily weekday capacity. Yesterday, a sharp decline of $5 U.S. 100 weight in pork belly prices, as well as a $2.00 weight drop in ham values, resulted in a $1.60 100 weight decline to the overall cutout value. This takes the benchmark pork price to its lowest level since mid-September and represents a significant change in the pork price trend. Lean hog futures are refracting the weaker pork prices, with the nearby contracts losing more than $2 U.S. 100 over the last two days. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. The outlook, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers. Wind northwest, 30, the high 7, the low minus 4. Wind chill, near minus 8. Tomorrow, cloudy, 60% chance of light snow late in the afternoon. Wind southeast, 20, the high plus 3. 70% chance of evening rain or flurries. Tomorrow, the low minus 4. In Regina, partly cloudy and four, that's 39 Fahrenheit. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.